Tony, Tony's in the cellar. Oh, I'm, I'm trapped in the cellar. I'm shackled. It's, he's he's <laughs> 0-4. I'm Chloe. I'm trying to grab at you at Mormon to join me. I told TJ to bring some beer down here. He refused. We're out. He's coming. He's coming. <laughs> well, we're trying to do a little Tony therapy this week, boys, because the nightmare rabbit hole just keeps getting deeper and deeper. I will say the only reason I am here is because DJ Moore put up 45 points and Scott spotted me a fiver, so if I don't win this week, it's... If if anyone's either definitely going to make the playoffs or definitely going to be out, do do us all a favor and throw Tony a bone. It's what keeps this league alive. Yeah, just something. I just need a win. That's all I need at this point. Well, boys, we're going to start out, uh, since we missed last week, with doing a week three and a week four recap. Starting out with week three, I lost an absolutely excruciating .04 loss to Mike Carrier, who decided to have his best game of the season against me. That's just how it goes sometimes. Yeah, I mean, until like this upcoming week. But I think, you know, sometimes you win some, you lose some. Starting Joshua Kelly, I mean, how does that treat you? Yeah, I mean, terrible. Terrible. I did it two weeks in a row, and both weeks it burned me. You think he's absolutely the backup. He puts up, like, over 10 points when Eckler's starting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought in the past, but prior seasons, he had, you know, good results being the, the main starter when Eckler's out because he does get hurt. But obviously what really was, like, salt in the wound was A-Chan. A- A-Chan is his name? Yep. A-Chan at the uh, putting up 49 points in that 70-point blowout. Yeah, and another fun one was uh, Chris Godwin going off for 6.7 when my newly wavered uh, star teammate Tank Dell put up 23 on the bench. Well, you know, it's just mismanagement. You can draft a good team. You could be a great GM. You're a terrible coach. Yeah, terrible. And I'm, I'm a terrible tinkerer. Yes, absolutely. Moving on, uh, we got Scott and Tyler in week four. Uh, Tyler had a really good week with 119. Scott just beat him with 128, one of the highest scores in the league that week. Um, Scott had a great week from Tua, who he took off of me for, at the time, what seemed like a bag of chips. Well, it might be better for you. But yeah, Tua really, really uh, hounded that win for him, coupling that up with Tyree getting 28 and a half, right? 26. 26 and 26.2. Um, Miami, is, that's, that's his team he's riding this year, and it's, and it's a good dog to bet on. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, Mike Williams, that was, I think, the week he got hurt. He put up 21.6. Uh, and just an overall really solid week. I mean, Scott latched to Miami, and uh, that's a great move this year. Uh, looking over at Tyler's team, Herbert put up a great game. Swift continues to impress. Uh, Debo had his probably his only good game, I would guess, of the whole season with 22 probably points. Probably his final good game, too. Yeah, he's banged up right now, I believe, which is uh, good news for the devil of the league. TJ. Uh, anyway, moving on, we got, uh, Mormon Matt putting up a pathetic 69 point performance against Vinny, who's just cruises to an undefeated record with putting up for the, the, the second or third worst points for this week. And, yeah. And Vinny points. put up the, the third lowest amount of points uh, in week four or, or sorry, in week three and won the game. He's very feast or famine. Like, you'll, you know, he played him the one week he, he high pointed and, and now he's at the bottom of the rung here, but gets a win. That's all that matters, right? Yeah, and this was his first week without Saquon. To be honest, I think T. Higgins getting hurt is probably almost a help for Vinny because now he won't be tempted to start him because T. Higgins has been awful minus one good game. So you feel about Chase too, right? No, Chase has had a little bit higher floor. T. Higgins has been like 0 or 25. That's pretty well. Chase has been like at least 10. It all falls down on Joe Burrow, you know? Yeah, and his health really, I think. Uh, what really hurt uh, Mormon in this game was two points from Derrick Henry. I yeah. mean, that's, did you ever think we would say those words? Absolutely brutal. He wasn't hurt or anything. So no. when that happens, that's, that's never good. Yeah, so just a real shit show on both sides there. Ugly, gross game. Uh, moving on, we have Peggy Agar's lunch. Is that a reference to Annie Agar? No, it's a reference to like an old Fox 2 reporter who was like grotesque. <laughs> and I'm her lunch because, you know... She's hungry. <laughs> like it could be like a Holly Rowe type. Yeah, yeah, kind of, but like a local Holly, Holly Rowe. I don't know what she's doing now. <laughs> she might have had like a major heart attack and died. I don't know. Looking at your team, this was back for the old days that we all pined for when you had Christian McCaffrey. Ugh. 
Gibbs was definitely already sucking by week three, um, but you had a solid encouragement week there from DJ Moore with 11, uh, CMC with 20, and uh, your defense and your kicker each got you 11. So Fields. what went wrong here? Uh, field sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Drake London, he's, he's, getting no, he's getting nothing. His quarterback is fucking trash. Javante Williams, it's like he's getting me six to eight points every game. It's like starting a fucking decent tight end. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. My best player is my kicker at this point. Yeah, that's it's sad. Sad news. Uh, we can look at the bench. I don't know if I mismanaged anything. No, it's this bench is terrible. No, no, yeah. You, your highest score on the bench was six point six. Oh man. Yeah, I mean the the what's really killing you? I think the most that we haven't talked about a lot is Waddle has just been awful. Yeah, that's truly really what it is. I need Tyreek Hill to die. Yeah, but then they you know they just traded for um uh what's his name out of Chicago? Oh, Gaypool. Yeah, game pool. Yeah. I don't know why they did that, but who knows? I don't know what's going on with Waddle. Yeah, Chase Claypool has got to be the most locker room cancerous player, I feel like. I just don't, yeah. I don't know why things are going so well in Miami. Why, I agree. What they did. Why. I 100% they, He's not going to touch the field, I don't think. The only thing I can think of is that it's just insurance in case Waddle never really gets fully better from whatever this nagging injury is he seems to have. Um and you can't use him for special teams because he does he doesn't try, so he's a liability. Yeah, I completely agree. I think he's just like a body, kind of like how the Rams had OBJ when they won the Super Bowl. But he actually he performed well in those playoffs. So yeah, I don't I don't get it at all. Yeah, your team, uh, yeah, definitely in rough shape. Then it's in rough shape now. And then of course, you know, I played the highest scoring team this week, right? Yes, uh, John did what I didn't do and started a Miami running back. Got forty one point seven out of Monster, twenty nine out of Kenneth Walker. 26 out of Mahomes. I mean, his whole team went off. Yeah, 15 out of Mike Evans. It's it's pretty brutal. John's team, I think, is not quite as good now as it was at the beginning of the season, but I still think he has a really good team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, we got Matt Kalishan against TJ. This was, uh, let's see, this was week three, so Nick Chubb was already hurt in week two. Matt puts up 77 points. Pretty pathetic showing. Ironically, by far, his best performer was Zach Moss. You know, it's pretty funny because, like you said, um, just about John, how his team looked a lot better than the season. Same with same with uh, more or more. I'm sorry, Kalishin, but obviously he lost Chubb and he, he didn't have Cup to start with, so he got him in a good value. But Kelvin Ridley hasn't been good. You yeah, know? I um, agree. And it seemed it just it's just not what you think it's going to be. And he had probably the waiver pickup of the year Puka. in Puka, yeah. and, and, and it, it really, that was great. But. It really feels like with Puka, it was it was if you get if you had if you drafted or if you had Cup. You got Puka, it feels like you didn't miss a beat. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And honestly, for Matt, I mean, I think there's probably a lot of people who drafted Nick Chubb whose teams are basically done. Now. Yeah, yeah, Nick Chubb is, yeah, he's an excellent running back, and that was a gruesome injury, but yeah, you can't predict that kind of stuff. No, I mean, if if uh, Matt had Nick Chubb, Gus Edwards, Zach Moss, yeah, you know, and, and then Zach Moss is probably simmering down a bit with uh, Jonathan Taylor coming back, it's going to be a 60 40 split, and we do, I think Moss is a better running back. But you think I, Moss is a, <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think, you know, he'll get 40% split. It's worth getting him in. You, you know, you got to stay keep JT healthy. Like I heard he, he's come back from an ACL injury like four years ago. So we got to keep him healthy. Yeah, you got to make sure. You got to limit him to a, to a pitch count yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, I'm thinking 60-40 no, split in favor work. of Moss. I think goal line work, you give it to Anthony Richardson. I think that's the move. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. He needs to vulture. <laughs> um, well, looking across the board, Speaking of a vulture. Yeah, yes, looking across the board to TJ's team, um, Lamar had a great week with 28. Devonte had a great week with 35 and the bills defense got him 31 points. I mean, that's, it's lucky. It's a lucky <laughs> win. Um, I, you know, I would say TJ is pretty mid team. Upper mid, but mid, you know, maybe squeaks in the playoffs. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> um, breaking down TJ's team, uh, I mean, it's very solid. And I think the biggest things that are solid about it is, of course, Jonathan Taylor coming back from injury and a Uke right sitting there on his bench. Uh, I have a lot of questions about how much JMO is going to be super effective, although he is coming in this week with no amount raw, so he'll probably be good this week. In all seriousness, he's probably not really going to need him. Um, the thing I do wonder is, is Bijan got off to such a great start at the beginning of the year. Brian Robinson as well. And they're kind of, you know, they're kind of falling down a little bit. So we'll see how that goes. Team on paper looks great, but it's not putting up the results I thought it would like some of these other teams are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like probably mismanagement, you know. Mismanagement and just straight mids. 
<laughs> it is fuck. The two two things I would say really surprised me in a positive way with TJ's team. One is that Lamar has been better than I ever thought he would be. I thought he would be a very mid tier quarterback. Oh, he's yeah, been really good. Two years of rest, he better be pretty good. And I also thought Devontae going down from uh, Carr to Garoppolo would take a hit, and he has just been amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm really I'm, shocked. Yeah. He hasn't missed a beat. He's probably better than he was in the past. I thought he was going to still be pretty good, but I didn't think he'd be, like, one of the best receivers. I mean, I could have taken him over Jamar Chase with the third – or the, I think, fifth yeah. overall pick, whatever I had in the event. I think he got, him, he got him in the second or the third. Yeah, I would have – I think he got him in the first. No, no you're Bijan. right. He got Bijan. So, I think he had a late pick, got him in the first, and then Devontae early second. Yeah. So, I mean, good yeah. drafting. Mismanagement, so, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm really surprised with how good Devontae's been. Nico Collins has also been a slam dunk. Hunter Henry really a surprise. Yeah, and, he's uh, like a tight end four or five. Devonta Smith has been a little boomer bust, but still a really high floor. I and, mean, if that's your wide receiver two or three, it's no no problem. To comment, Cream Hunt so far doesn't seem much like a, a force. That doesn't seem like that's anything of, of too much value. I agree. I, I'm not worried about Kareem Hunt at all. J- J- uh, Jalen Reed, he, he was doing okay, but it's because Watson was out and Dobbs was banged up, so yeah. I think he kind of falls down a little bit. Well, I think TJ's dropped Jaden Reed already. Oh, yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah. We are looking at Matt Breida, too. Yeah, yeah, I think he's dropped him as well. I Actually, Breida got, it looked like a decent amount of work. He just didn't do anything against the Seahawks or because uh, that was a blowout. Yeah, and they suck. Yeah, they are horrible. Uh, next up, I, wouldn't, I don't even know if I'd want Saquon right now because that offensive line is so bad. Evan Neal came out and called all the Giants fans burger flippers. Did you hear that one? Yeah, yeah I did hear that. No. It's a bad look when you suck. Yeah. Well, that's what these kids are when doing. When you're a first-round pick who sucks. Yeah, you're terrible. He's going to be the one flipping burgers. Yeah, if he's lucky. Um, next up, we had another pretty close game with Eddie and Aaron. Aaron won by four. Um, you know, it was a pretty – they were both over 100. This was a pretty all-around game. Both of them would have beat Vinny. Um, for some reason, Aaron started Elijah Dotson at running back, who gave him a fat zero. <laughs> Just, uh, this is the same week Palmer got me 2.2 as the quote-unquote starter. Yeah, that's – you mean Kelly? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Kelly. Um, yeah, that's rough, eh? Yeah. I don't know what kind of move that was. Aaron actually had a pretty uh, – he had like a pretty average week. He got 24 from Jefferson, but you almost expect that. I, I pined to break 100 points, you know. <laughs> yeah, but he only had 107, but, I mean, everybody on his team put up, you know, decent numbers. You know, Hopkins gets you six, Hawkinson gets you nine, I, you know. It, it was it was a pretty just solid nobody really bombed for Aaron except Dotson. Yeah, and that was I think it was just a situation we had no choice to grab some waiver scrap. And, and it was really a similar thing for Eddie. I look over at Eddie's roster this week, and, I mean, nobody went off or sucked, really. Uh, Algier 3.9, but you got to expect that from a backup sometimes. His receivers had a pretty nice week with Metcalf and Alave, kind of 14 each. Yeah, pretty, pretty like, boring close game here. Everybody was just right down the middle. Yep. Uh, well, that wraps up our week three. Now we'll head on to week four and uh, talk to the boys about what happened last week. Well, first up in week four, we got the Wet Bandits against Pekitis in the Peach Pit, Matt Eddington, Mormon Matt. Recently married Mormon Matt, actually. Is he? I didn't know that. Yeah, seventh wife. Oh, good for him. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> Sister wives for all. Uh, I mean, really, uh, Mormon, I loved his team at the beginning of the season. He's had issues with Joe Burrow has been a problem. Freyermuth was a disaster. And Miles Sanders, which I think a lot of us could have predicted, has been pretty weak at the flex. But also, I thought, you know, I did think Ramondi was going to be pretty good. I Jerry, agree. Jerry Judy, hot name. I was never a fan of Jerry Judy or Dalvin Cook this year, but I was definitely a fan of Ramondre Stevenson. It just goes to show you never trust a New England running back. Yeah. Every time we thought one's going to break out. He had a good season last year. He <laughs> did. He did, but he wasn't He wasn't drafted highly. I just but, Like, there's no time where, like, you're going to draft a New York or New England running back in the first round or two, and it's it, going to be worth it. It really feels like I'm watching Navy football when I put on, like, the Patriots. Oh, they're it's, unwatchable. It's just something about them. Yeah. I, they, like, make me revolt. Like, yeah. like I, oh, I they, cannot watch them. It's ugly football. Mac Jones. It's like just tanking, you know. It's, it's, yeah. it's almost like watching the Steelers at this point. I, well, you know what I think it is? Is I think it's Belichick's ego. He thought Mac Jones was good. He's not willing to admit that he's wrong. And so he's just going to ride him out until they have three more losing years. He just got pulled, though, for Bailey. He loves Bailey Zappi, too. I love Bailey Zappi. What's a great name. I, I No, I, I just I like him as a player. I'm a big Bailey Zappi fan. Even before he was drafted. You know, he set, like, major college records what, at Western Kentucky. Kentucky yeah. yeah, Hilltoppers. Yeah. Out. I mean, if, if uh, Case Keenum is a decent NFL quarterback, I don't see why Bailey Zappi can't be. Well, it's my, my, my fellow basement basement uh, member. He, his team sucks ass. And it is what it is. Kamara is, is actually pretty interesting, right? So he had a nice game. Yeah. Do you know how he got all those points? Huh. 13 receptions. 
He, really? He set a record for the, the lowest amount of um, yardage with 13 receptions, 13 or more receptions. Wow. He had like 33 yards re- <laughs> receiving with but 33 catches. In his first game back, I think the returns are very high in Kamara. Yeah. I, I think that, that like that's – that's, All I'm saying is that's a sheer luck, weird freak sc- score right there. Because yeah. He was given, what, uh, seven, seven or uh, six and a half points just from those catches. Yeah. But it's, he did not. He didn't really produce anything. He might have scored. I don't really know all the stat line about rushing, but at least receiving. Yeah, that's an interesting stat. I did not know that. I, I the Saints are another team that are almost unwatchable for me. Uh, so I, I, did, I have not watched them yet. But uh, yeah, Kamara's his point return has been good so far. So I kind of expect him to be a really solid piece. You look at this team on paper; it looks good. You know, Henry had a nice bounce back though, so that's good to see. Twenty three points. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, you know, we'll see if that continues. He looked amazing. And it wasn't just like he got a couple touchdowns. Like, he was dominant. And, and you know, putting up 111 points, that's not terrible. That's actually, you know, that's pretty good. He ran into the buzzsaw. That's the wet bandits. Yeah. He had the fourth highest score in the league, and he lost. You know, that sucks. I know how that goes. Well, I put up the lowest scores. But I still, <laughs> I, I'm still, hey, look, I'm still playing, like, some of the best, like, performing teams every week. Uh, what really sealed it for me was honestly my Thursday night performance from Montgomery. Got uh, 33, then HN got another 25, and I mean... That was pretty much it for you. <laughs> yeah, that was all I needed. I mean, I, I had pretty good numbers from everybody else, uh, think, with the exception of Aaron Jones, but that was all I needed right there. I think your bench could beat my starting lineup this week. Yeah, I have a good bench. Uh, I'm gonna, I've been roster baiting almost exclusively for the last couple weeks. I feel like my team is really taking flight. Fly, bandits, fly. Uh, but speaking of low scores, let's move over to Scott versus his arch rival, Mike Carrier. It's pretty amazing because uh week leading up to this, Scott was pretty uh, – he, he ran the league into, like, fantasypros.com, and he, and he sent it to me, and he was saying that he was, like, the number two ranked team and how the shithawks are coming. Shithawks should be ranked two or three. And, boy, what an abysmal display, huh? 64 points. The thing with when you invest heavily, what I think is dangerous about investing heavily into one team is that when that team has a bad game, you're going to lose. Yeah. Miami had a bad game against Buffalo. Musk- I had the only player who scored well, I might add. Yeah, fair enough. Musgrave got hurt, so, I mean, it is what it is, but you're not going to get that much from him anyway. Yeah, Musgrave. I actually think Musgrave was a fine uh, waiver pickup. I was kind of looking at him myself when I still had Kyle Pitts. Um, you know, Scott's team, it, it looks okay on paper, but this week was a really strong reminder that uh, – no one's safe. No one. Yeah, and, and, Scott, and Scott's team is, I think, very boomer boss. And you Mike, know? Mike continues to start fucking Daniel Jones. Yeah, unreal. I, I can't believe his commitment to this guy. He does. He's mobile. <laughs> he he does now have um, Justin Fields. Yeah, and I, th- I believe in Mike already did start Justin yeah, Fields this week. Yeah. If only you had kept him. Not well, that Richardson's bad. I don't know. I think Richardson will actually end up having a better season. Really? Um, but it's it's just you know it just goes to show. I what did I wait uh, four weeks for to pull the trigger to get rid of him? To get rid of McCaffrey to shake up because the Bears were sucking so bad. And then and, you see, as soon as you deal him, McCaffrey puts up forty five for Mike. To be Ouch. to be fair though, you know they they played um, they played Denver and Washington, and both aren't great teams. I mean, in, in uh, I, Arizona was it Arizona? San Francisco played Arizona. Okay, I'm, I'm talking I'm talking about Chicago though. Okay. The reason why I got Christian McCaffrey wasn't because he was underperforming. I just needed some more pieces because yeah. everyone else was sucking. You're saying why you got rid of the Bears players. Why I got rid of McCaffrey. Okay. Because the Bears fucking suck. Yeah. The Falcons fucking suck. <laughs> I think Waddle, I don't know. He sucks. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, you've got to think Waddle's going to get on track. You have to. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hold on to him unless somebody wants to offer me a really nice piece. And my, my strategy is don't sell low on guys. You know, if he's that I bad, was, I'll just drop him. I don't want to hear it. I got. I, I no, mean, I'm, I'm talking about Waddle. I'm saying I'm I, not going to drop Waddle. He's, he still has value because he's a name. He's I'm saying I, I don't believe in trading guys when they're at their lowest value, and I think Waddle's at his lowest value right now. So there's no. Point I mean, in I, yeah. Look, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade him away for anything else, uh, uh, less than like a decent starting running back. Yeah, exactly. And that you know that way I can plug in. I have some depth at receiver. I need a running back. You know, it's it's ugly out there. It's hard out here for a pimp. It's <sighs> pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, looking at Scott's team, I don't know that he really got burned by anybody other than the Steelers' defense, who gave up 30 to Houston in probably the most embarrassing game of the season so far. Yeah, that's not to steal curtains anymore, man. But it's not. I don't think Scott really made any bad lineup decisions. I mean, you know, I, I don't think his uh, day could have gone much better for him had he, had he done anything differently. He just ran into a buzzsaw, and nobody outperformed on his team. And that's why I say it's boom or bust. He needs somebody to boom to win. That seems to usually be his, his, his strategy. So, I mean, it's serving well in you know a couple of years. Three years, probably. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, next up, we got Detroit Dritty Dicking against Peggy Agar's Lunch. This was an ugly one, Tony. You uh, scored the second lowest. It was my week to win, too. Yeah, that was your week to win. I was playing T-ball with, with Tyler, and I lost. Man. Tyler got 0.6 from Debo. Uh, other than that, his guys had a, at least a decent week all around. He got 98, so you figure just about 100. And, it's, and it goes back to, man, it's, it goes back to look at, look at DJ Moore, 23 points on the bench. Finally pops off this week. Um, Thank God you started him this week, or I think you'd be killing yourself. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, he might have be a, he might be a must start at this point. You know, I think I'm rolling Pittman, Waddle, and and, and DJ Moore at the flex. Yeah, I mean, I don't really blame you for what you did, though. I mean, did, I think a good strategy in anything short of a PPR league is start a running back at the flex. Javante Williams also got hurt in that game, so it could have been different. And if you told Nick, me, Nick Laffin had a nice game. So he actually, I might have won this week if he didn't get hurt. Yeah. And honestly, like, if you told me Jalen Waddle, Michael Pittman, and DJ Moore, I mean, yeah, I don't think that any one of those choices is substantially better than the others. Unless you want to start one of them at the flex, there's not, you know? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, rough week for the boy. Uh, next up, we got the seizure backs against Les, Let Russ Cuck. Uh, Vinny finally put his money where his mouth is last week and got 129, second highest score in the league. A really tough week for Kalishan because... His team's looking rough. He needs all the wins he can get. He put up 116, which was the third highest score in the league, and lost. That is just a – that sucks. Matchups are tough sometimes, you know. And he put – it was it was a savvy start starting Wilson, getting 22.2. That's pretty solid, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the thing about Denver that I think a lot of people aren't appreciating is as much as Denver has been bad this year, Russell Wilson's actually played very well. I You know, for some reason, anything West Coast when it comes to like Seattle, Denver – Sanford, all those teams I don't watch, so I, you know, I don't get an opportunity to see much of it. Yeah. I mean, I love, was, of, of course, I'm a Seahawks fan, so at usually that 430 time slot, that's what I'm watching. What, what is the deal with Kalishan and fucking Baltimore running backs? This fascination with these running backs. I don't know. I will say I think the only one to reasonably have is Gus Edwards, but, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't want any of them. Gus, all of them have been sitting on waivers for multiple weeks, and I've left them alone. Vinny really, his team didn't perform well besides two players, Kyron Williams and A.J. Brown. I mean. Yeah, Captain Kirk finally came down to earth. Ravens D-17, that's pretty solid. But that was the week Deshaun Watson was hurt. So I don't think you could have really predicted that no, before no, no, the game day. Scott has Deshaun Watson. No, Vinny does. Oh, I'm sorry. Vinny has Ravens D that was playing Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. that's what I was saying about Vinny's D putting up 17. I, they, I think they only did that because okay, Yeah, I'm just commenting on his high performance. But, you know, it's Kyron Williams, I mean, for... I that's the, that's the, him and Puka have been the best waiver pickups of the year. Yeah, it really... I mean, A-chain, too? I mean, I didn't get him off waivers. You drafted him? I Well, I drafted him, dropped him, and then picked him back up. But it yeah. wasn't on a waiver. Yeah, yeah A-chain was really fringe. He actually, you know, I drafted him in a couple weeks just because he was one of the hot names he's grab him as like a lottery pick yeah exactly i think he was my last pick or something similar mm -hmm. but uh yeah kyron williams has been awesome aj brown finally broke out last week we all knew that was coming and i, I think that's good news if you are rooting against tj because the more aj brown breaks out the less devonta is going to be involved tj is probably enemy number one public enemy number one i yes. can't i can't listen to him if he wins again oh yeah nobody's won three times if tj's the first to do it that will be awful it will be terrible I'm hoping that there's a new winner this year. Yeah, I, so am I. We have what? Because so I think there's only one candidate. Uh, Vinny, John. No, just me. Yeah, nice. Vinny. Vinny is of course a legit candidate. Uh, John looks like looks to be crapping the bed here as we move further into the season. <laughs> what's uh, what's new? <laughs> um, speaking of John, this was his first loss last week to a very mediocre showing by Eddie's team. Uh, where Eddie really got his bread and butter from is uh, from Pacheco getting 23. Pacheco's really turned into a legit RB1, I think. It's pretty wild. It's because um, I just haven't wanted to touch Kansas City running backs really since uh, what's, what's uh, Cream Hunt. And yeah, a hell of a game, you know. So good on him. I didn't really think think that was going to be great, but he's also he's starting the Algier, which is, you know, that's kind of scary. B. John Robinson's not even performing at this point, so. That's that's a tough moving forward. Yeah, he's definitely missing an RB two for sure. Well, right? it's not Rashawn Johnson. Eckler is what he's really waiting for. Yeah, that's I don't true. I that's don't true. know what's going on with Eckler. Is it a nagging injury? Is this going to carry on? Yeah, I don't know. And they clearly don't have a legit backup. Um, yeah, uh, Olave's I think been. I kind of didn't. I wasn't really on the Olave train this year. I think you were a little bit more than but me. He's Car had very mediocre. Car's been hurt, right? That's true. So. Yeah, that's true. But he had, does have Jameis. I mean, that's not a bad he's, backup. Jameis is. Winston is Jameis that much worse than Derek Carr? Yes, absolutely. He's much worse. I they wouldn't know. pay Derek Carr if they had Jameis Winston. 
Famous Jameson. You know, with, with, with Jameson Williams coming into the league, it's fucking up my Jameis Winston, you know? Yeah, yeah. Two, actually, arguably, the two dumbest players in the league. Yeah, I think, you know, throw Lamar in there and you got yeah. a dumbass trio. Those are the dumb trio, I think. Those are the, <laughs> the dumbest three, three players. Students, the three students. And hey, at least Lamar's smart enough to talk himself into a big contract. So I might really say Jameis and Jameson are the two dumbest. Yeah, I think his uncle or his, his, his mom was, or his granny was uh, the agent involved in that. So You want to hear a great Jameis Jame, Jame, uh, Winston stat? The year that he started for Tampa Bay and threw 30 picks, because of all the roster bonuses that he gave defensive backs, by dollar amount, he was the most charitable player in the NFL that year. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> 30 picks. That's beautiful. <laughs> I thought, you know, I thought that year, too, after he came out and got his vision tested, and I thought his vision was completely fucked. No. Nope. And I yeah. thought, well, I think he got prescriptions or like LASIK or something. Just bad brains. Didn't, didn't help. <laughs> Not as many W's being eaten as there used to be. Oh, man, that guy. The one thing I'll say about John's team, even though he lost, and he didn't get anything super exciting from everybody, but... Well, actually, I'll say two things about John's team. I think Jake Elliott's been the best fantasy kicker by far this year. And I think that Josh Jacobs finally had a good week, and that's really encouraging because he's sucked. And K-9's a top five back, it seems, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, I don't think that was that crazy before the season started. Well, with adding Charbonnet, I think a lot of people kind of were, you know. Yeah, worried about the split. Yeah, I think if, if he wasn't drafted, I guarantee he goes in the first two rounds. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, final game from week four that we're going to talk about here. Show me that butthole. Pulled one out by the skin of his tooth against Tom's turkey baser. Um, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, TJ's going to fall off the, off the cliff here. He's going to join me in the basement. <laughs> Bring the beer. <laughs> uh, TJ just had a really good game all around. I don't know that anybody specifically went off. I mean, he just had yeah. double digits from most of his team. Lamar gave him 28. You know, I mean... That's scary when nobody has a good game and you still win and you score one ten. But, you know, looking at his bench, dumbass didn't start Nico Collins. Yeah, just a stupid, stupid management. Nico Collins is a must-start. How does he not know this? Uh, Looking over at Aaron's team, uh, Aaron fell into the same trap, I think, that that Matt Kalishan did. Started a Baltimore running back. I don't get that. Um, But he also kind of got screwed by a really bad day from TJ Hawkinson. And a really bad day from the Eagles' D against a surprisingly feisty Washington. You know what I just noticed is, is he's harvesting a couple defenses. He's got Philly, and then he's got 49ers on the bench. So it seems like he's, he's probably not going to drop either one of those. I wouldn't. No, I mean, I think that's you know, a that's, great combo. To me, that's wild. If I, if I had Niners' D versus Arizona, I probably would have started him. It's funny, though. He made the right move. I mean, it's a two-point difference, but... What's crazy is that the Eagles got scored 31 points on them, and they put up three points. The Niners only got 16 scored on them, and they put up one point. That shows you how efficient Josh Dobbs is. That or, or Philly. I, 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 don't, I didn't watch the game because it wasn't in my you know, area. That or Philly got a, a touchdown, defensive touchdown. It's crazy how, like, Josh Dobbs has probably not even been in the bottom five of quarterbacks. He's I, probably been somewhere around, like, 20. I bet. Because he was on Pittsburgh originally, right? Yeah, I believe so. I bet they would love to have him at this point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Kenny Pickett is trash. Kenny Pickett's not good, but I think there's the issues in Pittsburgh are a lot deeper than Kenny Pickett. I think their offensive line sucks. I think their receivers suck. You think so? Pickens? I like Pickens, but he's kind of a head case. And so when things are, you know, he's like DK Metcalf. Like, when things aren't going well, he's going to blow up, you know? He's probably blowing up a lot because nothing is going well. Dude, I cannot believe they lost to Houston 30-6. to Granted, Houston's a lot better than we thought, but They actually are. They're pretty good. They actually might contend to win that division this year. Oh, yeah. That division's awful. D'Amico Ryans is almost definitely the coach of the year. C.J. Stroud's almost definitely the offensive rookie of the year, I think. Him or or Bijan. Yeah, I think C.J. at this point because, I mean, Bijan, like I said, he hasn't been doing too much. Well, let's, let's look. Hold on. Let's look. I had 16 points last week, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Bijan's been good, but I also, he's number seven. Uh, I also think that it's a lot easier for a running back to come in and be good on their rookie deal. I mean, we see it every year. And then, and to be fair, like, no one was high on CJ Stroud. Yeah, exactly. And, like, it's one, and, and, you know, Anthony Richardson to come in and put up numbers. Okay, you expect that. He's a big guy. He can run and take hits. CJ Stroud, he's like a pocket passer, mm. and it's amazing he's been this good. I mean, he looks like an NFL player. He looks better than he did in college. Yeah. So good, good, for, uh, good for the says, Texans. Probably says light years about Ryan Day. Yeah. I, I think that D'Amico Ryan like, is the most slam dunk coach of the year we've seen in, in a long, long time. Yeah, fair to say. Uh, well, that wraps it up for our week four recap. And now we will move on to our week five picks and try to wrap this up. And I'll uh, let you get back to your Saturday night where I'm sure you're going to be watching a nice Michigan victory. 
Uh, starting off, we will go with Let Russ Cuck and the Wet Bandits. Uh, Kalishin against Thebolt. Uh, I am favored by quite a bit, but none of our players on either team have gone yet. Matt really hasn't set his lineup, so you don't really know what he's going to do. But my guess is probably going to be he's going to play Cup and Puka. Yeah, I think he has to. He's, he's got to be pretty desperate. But I think you get the win. I mean, Matt's team is fucking terrible. Yeah, biggest disappointment on Matt's team, and you said this already, is Calvin Ridley. Yeah, he started, like, game one, I think he had a monster game, and I was like, okay, it's going to be Ridley season, and God, has it not been. Yeah, it has not been. And that whole Jacksonville team has just been trash. Yeah, it's, it's not as bad as, as what's going on with Cincinnati, but it's it's comparative. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Cincinnati, it looks worse because they've been to the Super Bowl before, right? Jacksonville was just supposed to be the team to take well, that it's next also, step. Not just that, it's, it's that Trevor Lawrence was, you know, the next Andrew Luck, and it's, I mean, he had a really nice season last year, a great comeback win against the Chargers, and what got a playoff win, but... This year, it's you know they're they're okay, but something seems off. Yeah, I agree, and yeah, and more than yeah, I, d- I definitely agree with that. I, I have a really good problem to have over here. I have three run, or I have four, I have five running backs that are worthy of a start. Man, good problems. I decided to roll with Brees Hall this week instead of Aaron Jones, just based on health of Aaron Jones and a juicy matchup against Denver for Brees Hall. Denver is, is the worst defense, so and you know Salah did say he's taken off the leash on uh, Brees Hall, and so, so I think it's the right move. That's what I would do. Um, yeah, I think I think you win. I think you win uh, handily. I, I agree, and I, you know you got to feel for Matt because the Chubb injury just ended his season. I don't feel anything for that, Matt. That's true. I don't feel anybody for somebody who's the current champion, and, but and a Buckeye. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, I've had my seasons decimated by injuries by week four myself. So, uh, Next up, we got Michael Carrier and Mormon Matt. Uh, Mike currently with 32 points, all from Justin Fields. Mormon with 12.7 from Komet. So pretty two pretty good starts for each of them. Um, obviously, I think that uh, Mike definitely has a better overall team, but he's going to lose Amon Ra, who is not going to start. So he's starting already with starting Rasheed Rice. So he's going to have to put somebody in. Amari Cooper's on bye. So, uh, hello, Paris Campbell. Yeah, it's not good. Ooh, rough. But, I mean, with McCaffrey and that great star from Fields, he's got my team. They're going to win him with the game this week. Well, I, I, if I, there's I, ever a week for Mormon to start putting up points, it's this week, right? Joe Burrow do, against Arizona. Do I even root for Mormon? Because do I, do, do I want to catch up and not be bottom? I mean, I would like to not you're, be I, think I thought he win. won a game. No, he didn't. Oh, he, thought, he was almost beat me last week, and then I came back. Okay, all right, we're back in this thing. Yeah, yeah, you're not at the bottom. I'm telling you, Tony, it's very possible that five two and two teams could lose this week, which means that you are one game out of playoff position if you win. So oh. you cannot tell me the season's over. Okay, well, I, it's over, and I'll continue to reiterate that it's over. But uh, yeah, I think I think Mike's going to win, and he's going to win because of my pieces. I actually am going to disagree with you on this one. I'm going to take Mormon uh, now with Kamara. Mormon's team looks a lot different. You, you, let's just imagine for a second that Burrow gets on the horse. Burrow, Henry, Kamara, Diggs, Cole Komet, Ramondre, uh, obviously Jerry Judy at wide receiver two sucks, but, you know, he has Jacoby Myers too, who's been who's a decent swap in, and, D, well, DJ Chark sucks. I, well, I think for me, I think that um, this is the game. If it's going to happen for Burrow, it's going to be this game. I think there's, there's speculation. If they lose and he doesn't play well, he might get shut down, you know? Yeah, I could see that. So, at least for a few weeks. Yeah, until he like gets back gets back healthier. So th- yeah, I agree. That's really what this game comes down to. I, I mean, you almost got to assume less than five points for Judy at this point. So, but yeah, to win this, he needs a monster game from Henry, a monster game from Diggs, and, and I agree. The, yeah, but and then 12, thing, 13 from Kamara with, with Mike. You know, monster game with Fields, monster game um, McCaffrey, which it'll probably happen, and then uh, Connor to have a nice game because otherwise those receivers are bad. And Kelsey, look, he's been you know he's Kelsey, but he hasn't been what he was last year. Yeah, he's definitely he's he might be still number one, but if he is, it's not by a big margin. Yeah, he hasn't had like one of those monster twenty point games. I don't think. Yeah, I, I te- you know who's the best tight end in the league based off La- the eye La-Porta. test? Yeah, Sam Laporta. I, I just watching the games. I'm not saying he really it's is. Absolutely, but, Laporta. Yeah. Now I think with Amon Ra hurt, Laporta's going to get keyed on a lot more, so that might slow down in the next few weeks. Yeah, and I'm hoping it's a one week thing for uh, for St. Brown, but. At least for the for the victory column, I don't know, know if they necessarily need. I, I agree. To, to I, if I'm the Lions, I'll take two losses if it means Amon Ra is healthy for the rest of the season but, after that. But I will say that with Williams coming back, Jameson Williams, I actually think that makes Laporta even better. It's going to open up the middle. Yeah, that's true. So Because the Lions don't really have another slot-type receiver like St. Brown. 
No, yeah, no. I mean, they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to use Khalif Raymond. They're gonna have to use yeah, Josh exactly. Reynolds. Yeah, Khalif and Raymond. I like Khalif Raymond. I, to be wrong. I don't even think Josh Reynolds is really a slot. Well, would you even say that that, that St. Brown's a slot? I mean, he's better than that, but he's he's like what a slot you used to, would call him a slot yeah, a few he, years ago. Yeah, you yeah. Know? He's kind of shorter, stocky, he's, good hands, good he's routes, like a, like a Cooper Cup. Kind exactly. Of, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's the best comparison. For but him, I mean, Cooper in Cup. reality, in today's NFL, it's gonna you know a slot's gonna be like what Jameson Williams gonna be. So. Okay, okay. That's my opinion, at least. Okay. But, yeah, they're hurting that receiver for a little bit. So, long story short, Mike really doesn't have receivers. Madison's been up and down. He's obviously going to get a great game from McCaffrey, and he already got one from Field. So, that kind of leaves you looking at, like you said, needing to get a big game from Connor. And, you yeah. know, honestly, I was going to say to piggyback on you saying that it's not over. It's it, We're actually right, because we're hitting we're hitting these, these uh, bye weeks, and it's just some ugly matchups rolling out, like some ugly – Yeah. Um, guess, you know, ugly projections coming out. Yeah, we got people starting Paris Campbell. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, next up, we'll move to Peggy Agar's lunch in the Sunnyvale Shithawks, the Updike Bowl, the two lowest scores in the week last week. I don't think you're going to have that problem this week. I hope you're right because I have a problem. I'm starting Tajay Spears and, and probably um, – what the hell? I don't even know. It's my team. I don't even know. Latavius Murray. So Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's rough. But, I mean, you know, we just looked at Mike's receivers, and that's pretty much what he's doing, yeah, right? Yeah, it's the inverse, right? Yeah, I mean, you're, you've, you look on paper fine at flex and your two receivers. You're obviously great at tight end. Um, you know, Houston D against Atlanta is a little questionable. It's, a, me, it's a weird week. So I, there's nothing too great out there, I, I thought, for waivers. It's like I mean, Scott started Washington versus Chicago, and I think that was probably the number one waiver team to pick up and boy was it the wrong call actually number one waiver team to pick up was who i got which was dolphins were they playing they are playing the giants who just yeah. got massacred by seattle that's probably fair and uh, did you wake up to pick that one up, up i right? actually i put in a waiver claim on it yeah, I, I, I put figured, that as my first priority waiver claims so i'm like i don't need anybody off the waiver wires i figure yeah i was thinking like i don't want to do that but if you're 10th 12th yeah, exactly. I had a low pick anyway. Yeah. I'm like, let me just get a good defense out of this. Since I'm, I'm not going to start anybody I wave anyway. Yeah. The only buddy person I – actually, the person I put first was McLaughlin. There's probably not – okay, that's fair. But there's probably not a, a guy you're going to pick up off waivers that's going to make your starting lineup at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's my point. Unless uh, it's an injury or something in that end. That's about it. Uh, so I definitely like you big. I mean, obviously that's heavily influenced by DJ Morgan in 45 already, but I think you're going to win this easily. A monster game from Tua and, and Hill could kill me, but it is the Giants, so they could shut it down. Early. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a lot of running. I, th- I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be 31-7. to seven, you know? That Dallas-San Francisco matchup is probably not going to do too, too great for him when it comes to the Dallas players he has, so that probably won't yield too many points. Yeah, yeah. Especially C.D. Lamb. I could see Ferguson having a good week because there might be a lot of dump-off throws. Yeah. But, yeah, especially C.D. Lamb. Um, yeah, I, I just think unless for somehow Miami puts up a million points on the Giants. It's possible, but I don't think they're going to need to. Yeah, exactly. I don't see Miami trying to blow out like a – And if it, if it is, it'll be a situation team. where A-Chain and, and – uh, Yes, because that's what happened against Denver, right? They didn't. They weren't throwing the ball. Yeah, because honestly, two and two and Hill had a, a really nice game that week, but all, the monster points were like forty five a pair from both those running backs. Yeah, exactly. So I definitely like you by I think a lot in this one, even though your running backs suck. I mean, Spears is going to get you five to ten. You know, I mean, I'll be honestly, I'll be happy if I get ten between the two. Yeah, exactly. But you'll and you'll still win with that. Uh, next up, we got Eddie and Tyler. Um, this is a pretty even matchup on paper, but Tyler's off to a really good start. Thanks to a really savvy Sam Howell uh, start. I wouldn't have done it, but I, I like it. Tyler is on fire. He, you know, the offensive line coach for the Salem Chiefs. <laughs> I just actually saw a spect- <laughs> oh, Salem Chiefs. Oh, Salem Rocks. I'm sorry. I just saw a spectacular picture of Tyler coaching in black and white. I might frame it. You know, I meant to say the, the last matchup. Bears won. Salem beat... The Chiefs, for the first time in, like, 25 years, it's time for me to get a win. Yes, Wins I agree. All around. And, I, and I think it's coming. Tyler's having a great week. Honestly, I can say probably for the first time in league history, all the boys are united behind the same cause, rooting for Tyler to beat the Canton Chiefs, and he did. We, he did it. And boy, was it beautiful. Underage kids were definitely served alcohol And it was by, T, or by, by Tyler, and I don't know in what, what capacity. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know what else happened. <laughs> I mean, that group chat let's was just, Let's was just something. move on. Let's just move on from let's, that let's topic. Yeah, let's go with Tyler in this game. <laughs> so uh, he did only get 6.9 from McLaurin, but from him, that's about all you can expect nowadays. Eddie got a dud from Roshan Johnson, but that's probably was his weak link anyway. So I think Eddie's still alive in this one, but... 
Pickens is going to have rough sledding against Baltimore. Oh, Kittle's going to have rough sledding against Dallas. Um, you know, maybe Michael Wilson can pop, but and the Jets D, but I'm going to take Tyler here, I think. I, I think Garrett Wilson might have a really good week against Denver. Good. Good for, good for Garrett Wilson. <laughs> Laporte is probably going to feast. It means there's going to be no Amon Ra. Yeah, this is actually kind of a tough game because I don't love either of these teams. Detroit but D against Carolina. I, nice. I think I'll take, uh, I will take Tyler as well. Next up, we got Tom's Turkey Baster and the Seizure Backs, both at zeros. Aaron does not as yet have a flex. So we'll see who he puts in there. I'm probably going to guess Cam Akers at this point. It's too bad he can't put in the 49ers D, huh? <laughs> <But> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, I really thought, sorry, I really thought Aaron's team was going to be like a machine, but like, it's, it's kind of falling apart. Um, and, and that just goes to show that fantasy's fucked. Uh, and Vinny, Vinny's still turning along, man. He's getting those wins. I think he'll get another win this week. Barkley, yeah. Barkley's back. He's fired up. <laughs> he's got, he's really feeling it. Adam Thielen's been ahead of as a nice season so far. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really liked Aaron's team after, after, I, actually, I'll say that. I'll take that back. I didn't like Aaron's team after draft day. He had a couple weeks there when Josh Allen started going off, and Mixon had a couple of good weeks where his team looked unbeatable. Now I kind of am back to having a lot of questions about it, right? I mean, start, starting social justice warrior Hill at running back, <laughs> that's a head scratcher. Yeah, I don't like Hill. I, I've never been sold on Hopkins. He's in a bad offense, and he's old. I know. <laughs> and he doesn't really have a – well, I guess his flex would be Tyler Lockett, who is fine as your flex. But uh, he just has some questionable decisions there. I don't think Jeff Wilson's coming back as a savior. I don't think CEH is a savior. I don't think Deontay Johnson's a savior. Um, you know, so what are you really looking at on your bench there? Cam Akers hopefully takes on a big role in Minnesota. It's a possibility, but yeah. I, I, he needs that, I think, to save his season. I think he's, he's just a great above TJ's mid-team. <laughs> I, I see Aaron as like a maybe sne squeaking into the playoffs kind of player. Yeah. Um, look, looking over at Vinny's team, I mean, you, you know, we already talked about it. If, if Saquon is prime Saquon, Vinny is absolutely a top three team. I just have question, questions if that will ever happen. Looking at that, yeah, I mean, Brown and Thielen at your wide receivers is not a bad to, duo. Saquon and Kyron Williams is a great running back combo. Don't love Cortland Sutton at the flex, but you got T. Higgins out there. You know, Michael Thomas has been fine. Uh, even, even, you know, Rashad White, he can, you know, in a matchup. He can yeah, Rashad White is fine, yeah. So, I mean, really, Vinny, you figure Saquon, Kyron Williams, and Rashad White as your three, and then Brown and Thielen. I mean, that's Higgins. a really good lineup, if, yeah. When he gets back. Yeah, yeah. and Higgins, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Vinny, actually, the more I think about Vinny's team, the more I think it is actually pretty damn good. I think good. he's moved you up a couple spots there. On yeah, the I, I think I did. Uh, early on in the season, I had questions about, you know, Thielen and Cousins, uh, but, uh, man, Vinny's only real disappointment has been Higgins, I think. And finally, we got Show Me That Butthole against Taco Corp. Uh, John, as yet, has two players not in the lineup. I'm not going to tell him. I'm going to tell him. All right. I mean, I know you want TJ to lose, but I want people to have low point totals. And uh, John John is mismanaging his way into incompetence, just like we all said. Fair enough. He might still win. TJ's team is absolute mid. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's playing a very mid-tier team. Let's, but, let's uh, look at his roster construction really quick. Who can he throw in? Roll down. Uh, we got, so P Ryan's probably fine with no Javante, right? Just throw him in for the Kenneth Walker on by Javante's playing. <laughs> Josh Reynolds actually is, is probably the move. Yeah. And Josh Reynolds in for Mike Evans. I so just, I, I think that's a fine and, you know, talk or taco. John is, is three <laughs> and one. It was starting, um, Brandon cooks at his wide receiver too. And it's just really infuriating. <laughs> yeah. Just great weeks from Kenneth Walker and Mike Evans. I think monster is what's carried. Yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. So um, this week, I mean, I think I have to take TJ. I don't even know what John's going to do, so I, I can't really bet against TJ here. I did. We did forget to give picks in the last game. So who do you got, well, TJ we versus picked, John? Um, John. John, okay. We both picked Vinny, didn't we? Oh, I guess we did, yeah. Sorry, I'm a little high. Just a little bit. All righty, well, that's our week five uh, predictions. All right, and moving on to our NFL picks. Uh, first up, we got the Panthers and the Lions. Lions favored nine and a half. It's, it's I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take Lions in the points. I mean, it's tough. I mean, no, I'm on raw. It's tough. Uh, but Panthers suck. This is a really tough one for me, honestly, because I I think you know this is kind of a trap game for the Lions, not to lose, but to be like a nail biter. They're clearly the far better team. Oof, this is tough. I think I'm gonna also take Lions in the points. Um, maybe winning by 10. I don't think this is going to be a blowout like everyone's predicting, though. 
Next up, we got Jaguars, Bills in London. Buffalo favored five and a half. Uh, I think I'm going to take Jaguars to beat the spread, Bills to win the game. Absolute same. Five yeah. and a half, that's a lot. I mean, the, Jaguars, the Jags have been two weeks in a row in London. They haven't gone home. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so they know London better than anybody. They don't have jet lag. Uh, Buffalo is just really hot right now, which is why I'm still picking them to win. But I, I think Jaguars definitely beat the spread here. Uh, next up, we got Texans-Falcons. Falcons favored by one and a half. I am smashing the Texans to win this game by a million. I'm actually smashing the Falcons to win this one. And cover. Really? Yep. Really? Interesting. Yep. It is in Atlanta, but I think the Texans are just a far better team. Um, next, they have a quarterback too, which helps. <laughs> Fair. Uh, next up, we got Titans Colts in in the Titans by two and a half. Uh, another one. I'm smashing the Colts to win by a million here. It's a tough game. I'm, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Colts and the points, but I, I could see it going either way. It's gonna be a close one. Yeah. Uh, I, I disagree. I, I think the Titans just suck. Ran, rancid ass. Uh, next up, we got Dolphins Giants. Uh, Dolphins, 12 and a half. It's in Miami. I'm taking Miami and the points all day. That's a lot of points, but I'm doing the same. The Giants are probably the worst in the NFL. I mean, you have a combo of the worst offensive line, unquestionably, in the NFL and the best, you know, offense in the NFL. It's just that's a recipe for a blowout to me. Even, even if it's a blowout early, I don't even think the Giants are good enough to get garbage time points to, to make it no, respectable. It's going to be a lot of Daniel Jones picks. Yeah, I, and I don't, like, like I said before, I don't think it's going to be 54 to 21. I think it's going to be, you know, 31 to 7 or something like that. Um, next up, we got Saints Pats in New England. Pats favored by one. This is a tough call. Feels like a get right game for the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Uh, I guess the question is is Derek Carr playing? I believe he is. If Derek Carr is playing, I'm taking the Saints. I'll Saints take, to win? Yeah, I'll take the point. I mean, it's money line. One point is a money line. Yeah. I think I'm going to take the Pats. I just feel like Belichick is under a lot of heat right now, and he's going to scheme for this one and pull out a victory. It's not like the Saints are world beaters. So I'll take New England and the point. Uh, and I think New England wins outright. Uh, next up, we got Ravens-Steelers in Baltimore. Sorry, in Pittsburgh. Baltimore favored by four and a half. I'm going to take the Ravens by a million. I'm going to tease this up to ten points. Yeah, exactly. Ravens absolutely. all day. Steelers absolutely. awful. And I don't care that it is an AFC North battle. I know those are weird. The Steelers are a special kind of shitty this year. They have no fight. They have no penises, no balls. <laughs> they have nothing. They're, the they're, only thing they they're have, eunuchs. <laughs> the only thing they have is a 30-second pick from Chicago for Chase Claypool. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we got Eagles and Rams. Philly by four in L.A. This is a tough one. I agree. I'm actually going to take um, I'm going to take the Rams and the points. I think I think Eagles win, but by a field goal. That's that's where my head's at in this one. Oh, this is so tough. I think I'm actually going to take the Rams to win outright. I think this is the the Eagles have been cruising for a loss here for several weeks. They barely scraped by Washington. They do not look like the same Eagles team as last year. So give me the Rams to win outright at home. Uh, Aaron Donald, I think, stuffs up that run game and that QB push. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Rams. Uh, next up, we got wow, Bengals Cardinals in Arizona. Cincy favored by three. Did you think you'd see that spread at the beginning of the season? Absolutely not. It's actually, it's tough because I'm I'm tempted to take the Cardinals in the points. I think I'm gonna take Cincy. They they pretty much have to beat this team to cover. Uh, yeah, well, and, and it's only three points, and I, I have a hard. Uh, you know, it's very rare a team's gonna win by less than that. And I, I think I'm going to take Cincy. I think this has to be their get-right game. So give me, give me Cincy to win and cover. So if it was two and a half, you would take the cards, right? No. So you think you think Bengals are going to win by at least four, three or four? Yes. Yes. Exactly. So three is a wash. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Jets and Broncos. Uh, Broncos at home, somehow favored by two and a half over the Jets. I'm going to take the Jets to win and cover. I'm taking the Broncos to cover. And win? Yep. Okay. Because they're favored two and a half, so if they cover, they win. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I like the Jets. not what you thought earlier. I'm on, uh... Yeah, on my thought, supposed $1,000 bet. Woof. Yeah, well, whatever. I, it's only 10 bucks. I got three 360 back from it. Way to go. You turn 10 bucks into negative, like, six, <laughs> 640. Uh, next up, we got Chiefs-Vikings in Minnesota. KC favored by three and a half. It's a pretty small spread, but I get it. Um, I think I'm actually going to take Chiefs to win, Vikings to cover on this one. I'm doing the same thing. I think they cover. I think I think a garbage touchdown by Kurt Cousin, what he does best. And they, and they lose by three. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, next up, we got Cowboys-Niners. Um, 
Line is it's in San Fran. Line is San Francisco by three and a half. I think Dallas is frauds. Give me San Francisco to win and cover. Me too. I'll tease it up to ten. I don't know about that, but I, I definitely would tease it up to six and a half. I think they win by ten. Yeah, I, I I just think the Niners are the best team in the NFL, and I don't think the Cowboys are. I think they may maybe top five. I think the Diggs injury was like borderline fatal for their season. They have not been the same team since. They've they've also yeah yeah I guess. Uh, and, I don't know. Was Parsons hurt too? No, Parsons been healthy. Not saying they don't have a great pass rush, but I think Dak is very overrated, and you know, and I think their secondary is not anywhere near as good, which is arguably just as important as your pass rush. Uh, and finally, Monday night game: Packers Raiders. Who wants to watch this fucking game? Yeah, That's what terrible. a shit Monday yeah. night game. And it's not like, oh, it's the Devonte Adams game. I guess That's the only reason they're televising. Who cares? It. Yeah, who cares? Um, and next up, we and sorry, and we got uh, <laughs> got ahead of myself there. Vegas by two in Vegas. This is tough. I kind of feel like Devontae balls out against his old team, and the Packers have been looking shitty lately. But I do think the Packers are a better team than Vegas. The Aaron Rodgers fuel is not there. I don't I don't know. I, I'm going to take the Raiders and the, and the points just because it's a home game. But it's a yeah. coin flip because the Packers are frauds. Yeah, know? the Packers are frauds. But the Raiders are just an objectively bad The team. Packers beat up on the Bears, and they look, they look like they were good. Sure. They only, they, be, they only beat the Saints because Derek Carr got hurt. They lost the fucking Falcons. They got hammered by the Lions. And, like, the Lions are good, but they aren't, like, beat you by 30 points good. Yeah. And they that night they were, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, that was an ugly, ugly display. But also, it kind of makes me think the Packers are, are on a little bit of a revenge tour this week. So I think I'm going to take the Packers here to win and cover. That wraps up our picks. And next, finally, we got our most anticipated segment. It's why you boys listen all the way through and you hear our blabbering just to hear this. The power rankings. Uh, Tony, you want to go top to bottom or bottom top or George top, Tony bottom? Let's do top bottom. All right. Um, you, I'll start. So number one, I have John. <laughs> it's just not going to look, it's not going to age well, but hear me out. I can't put TJ first. <laughs> number two, I have TJ. Three, Vinny. Four, Tyler. Five, I have you, George. <laughs> That's just, I mean. Six, I have not Mike. even in good faith at this point. Mike, I'm, I have Mike at six. Seven, I have Aaron. Eight, Eddie. Nine, Kalishan. Ten, Scott. Eleven, eleven, Mormon, and then myself in the bottom. Twelve. So I have a much more realistic power rankings over on my side. I got TJ one, me two, John three. John, you know, actually, screw that. I, I wrote down John three, Vinny four. But after taking a deeper dive, I'm gonna switch that. I'm gonna put Vinny three, John four, Mike five, Tyler six, Aaron seven. Eddie, 8, Scott, 9, Kalishan, 10, Mormon, 11, and Tony, 12. That hurts. Yeah, I'm sorry, bud, but you know it's true. Guys, if I don't win this week, this is the last pod. Uh, well, George will have to run them solo. TJ is not allowed to be on the yeah, pod. Yeah, that's Tony's dying wish. Burn the duster and don't let TJ do the pod. <laughs> so, just so you guys know, give me a win. All right, boys. We're out of here. Watch some Michigan football. Boys are back in town. 